I'm mailing a bat with Margot Sappington, who has the piece Entwined being presented at New York Live Arts along with Monte, Melissa, Margot, Muller Live. Try saying that one three times fast. <laughs> Hi, Margot. Hi, Robin. How are you? I'm fantastic. So tell me. Did you have to have your name starting with an M to participate in this program? How did this come about? <laughs> no, uh, I've known Jennifer for a long time. We, we actually met uh, in the Netherlands. We were both doing work for Netherlands Dance Theater, and it was 1975, I think, when we met. Oh, boy. Yeah, so we've known each other all these years. And Jennifer uh, started this series uh, of sharing a program at New York Live Arts with other choreographers. She's done it for two or three years, I believe, and... Um, uh, she asked me to join last year, and I wasn't able to do so. I had other commitments. And so she, in the last fall of 2015, she said, so what about this year? And I said, sure, this would be great. So when we sat down together, we, then that's when we realized we were all M's. Oh, okay. so we decided we would be the M's, the four M's. It worked, it worked. Yeah, I think it's great. Now, I'm always interested in naming pieces. How did you um, decide to call this Entwined? Because it was all about touching, you know. So, so I, I uh, that's that's how it ended up being called Entwined. Um, I took inspiration from. Uh, I choreographed it originally for Charles Askegard. Oh no! Charles is Charles is one of the greatest ballet partners ever alive today. <laughs> yes. And uh, it was Charles and Jenny Samoji, and it was for the occasion of Valentina Kozlova's first international ballet competition uh, gala. So uh, it, they were guests on the program, and that's and I did a, a, a pas d'occasion, you, you call it. You know, I choreographed it especially for that event. And after I choreographed it, um, I wanted to expand uh, the the piece and add, you know, the solo, add the the trio, the the, the girls duet in the beginning, and make it into a full blown ballet. Interesting. Now, when you're thinking of somebody like Charles in mind, what movements are you? Are you imagining? I'm a very physical choreographer. I do everything first. Mm -hmm. And I do the girls' part. I do the boys' part. I do, I do all the parts. I wanted to use this very beautiful settee music. I want, didn't want to use the gymnopodies, which are very well-known, and these are lesser-known pieces. Uh, so I wanted to use something that was a little more obscure of his. And I wanted this very serene feeling. Mm. Passionate but serene, like two people who know each other so well, they, they, know, what the, they know before... Before the one touches the other, they know exactly what what each each of them wants. Mm -hmm. So that was that was the the feeling. That was the whole feeling behind it. And so sensual. Oh my goodness! Absolutely, <laughs> that came across for sure. Thank you. Good. I'm glad. The thing that I love the most is when people watch it, they stop breathing. <laughs> the audience stops stops breathing. They they're absolutely quiet and that that to me is the greatest compliment oh i think i did lose my breath a couple of times actually now that i think about it <laughs> that's better than thunderous applause to me when, when when you know when i stop and i don't hear anyone breathing that's that's like it <laughs> oh <laughs> yes yeah. tell me about the dancers there's there's a dancer that i was looking at she looks exactly like margot hemingway that's silken 
It's so interesting you say that because when I was watching her rehearsal, I said, oh, my God, you look just like Margot Hemingway. And she didn't know who that was, of course, because she's 20-something, you know. Right. And um, so I, I Googled Margot Hemingway, and she looked at the picture. She went, oh, my God. <laughs> so, yes, she looks just like Margot Hemingway. She's beautiful. I love her. She, um, uh, I, when I was looking for dancers, I, uh, Charles is now ballet master in Pennsylvania Ballet. Mm-hmm. And there's a dancer, Lillian de Piazza, who was part of Ballet Next, which is where I created the entire ballet. Uh, and Lillian was working with them at the time, and she's actually doing the part that I started and choreographed on her. So I contacted her to see if she was available, and that's how I found Marjorie Firing. And um, uh, I called Virginia Johnson at Dance Theater of Harlem, who's a dear friend, and I told her about the project, and she, it, the timeline was good. It was right, you know, for, for them. So I went to watch class, and that's how I found Silken. She was dancing with them at the time. Oh, wow. And Kirsten. Wonderful. They all, they all look like they've been dancing together forever. I know. They're, they're so beautiful together. They're just, I just, I'm just thrilled. And Marlon, interestingly enough, Marlon Taylor Wiles, uh, I've known since he was about 16, um, he was a student of Margot Marshall's in Texas, in Houston, and I met him when I went down to do uh, a summer intensive for her, and then I did uh, a little piece on her. She, she has a regional dance uh, group. There's Regional Dance America. I uh, came from Allegro Ballet, which was in Houston. So when I was a teenager, I was involved in that RDA movement, and so I kind of give back and go and adjudicate and visit from time to time. So Marlon uh, was a student of hers, and I kind of followed him as he went on to Boston Conservatory. Then uh, later he danced with uh, Carol Armitage, and now he's freelancing, and he has his own company called Flying Under the Radar. So when I was looking for a man to do Charles's part, I thought, hmm, let me find Marlon. Uh, let me see what Marlon's up to. Because I actually choreographed the first Potida he ever danced. It wow. was, was in Houston. You know. <laughs> it comes full circle. Yes, it comes full circle. It was, it's, it's lovely. Wonderful. I want to talk to you about your ballet beginnings. Uh, you mentioned being a teenager. You were only 17 when you joined the Joffrey Ballet. Yes, and I met Robert Joffrey when I was 14. Oh, my. At one of these regional dance conventions. They have classes, and they have guest teachers, and Robert Joffrey was one of the guest teachers. And uh, he saw me when I was 14, and within 10 minutes of the class starting, he was having me demonstrate. So he watched me, and he saw me. He would, he would be around about twice a year. He used to scout all over the country. He was, you know, he was very active as far as looking for talent, and he wanted unusual people. When I joined, it was uh, the new company after he broke with with Rebecca Harkness. I came to New York between my junior and senior year of high school, and I spent the whole summer here studying at the Joffrey, but also with Matt Maddox. And I would go, I would have ballet classes in the morning. Usually I'd take two, the 10.30 and the 12, and then on three days a week there was point class at 1.30. And then at 4.30, I would go to Matt Maddox and take jazz class. <laughs> oh, my. So that must have been such a heady time for you at such oh, a young so age. Great. Coming to New York from Texas, was it overwhelming for you? Oh, no. Oh, no, no. Was, no, no. <laughs> you were ready. This is my, oh, yeah. No, this is my. So at the end of, that, end of that summer, Mr. Joffrey brought me in his office and asked me, uh, he said, uh, I'm starting a new company. Uh, I want you to be in it, and I want you to stay, and I'll get you into the 
uh, the Performing Arts High School, and you know it was all I floated, I levitated and floated out of his office. And uh, my parents were very on board with it. And I had an aunt who lived in New York, and, and I decided that I would finish, that I would wait and stay with my teachers in, at home and finish high school. So I spent my whole last year of high school, like thinking that my life was over, that I had made the wrong choice, that I had made the wrong decision, that I would never get to New York, and now I was, you know, this is awful. And I saw uh, Mr. Joffrey in that like May of the year I was graduating high school and he said well what are you going to do now and I said well I don't know and he said well come now wow so he waited for me which was wonderful and and so I graduated high school on the 2nd of June the 3rd I had a performance with my teacher the 4th I packed the 5th I left and the 6th I was in company class at the Joffrey Valley in New York on 10th Street <laughs> what a great start unbelievable <laughs> unbelievable and then how did you come to meet Bob Fosse Dennis Nahat had left the company, and he had gotten a replacement job in Sweet Charity on Broadway at the Palace. And uh, he called me, and he said, I know you're unhappy. Why don't you they're, – they're, they're having a private audition. They're replacing a girl. Why don't you, why don't you go to the audition? And I said, well, I, at this point, I was assisting Eugene Loring, who was choreographing a ballet for the company called These Three. And I had a, I had a major role in the ballet that was off point, that was uh, in flat shoes. So that was because I was having Achilles tendon problems. Mm. And um, so I said, but I, I have a stage rehearsal until 5 o'clock. What time does the audition start? He said, 4. I said, well, he said, well, just go. Just go anyway. <laughs> so I, um, I threw on a, uh, an overcoat, and I ran from city center on 55th Street to the palace on 47th Street. And I had on little Mary Jane flat shoes, and I had on opaque footless tights, and and a, a, you know a, a three quarter length uh, sleeve leotard, always French cut, always yes, always French, <laughs> and um, and uh, no makeup. You know, I had short hair. I always had short short hair when I was a, a ballerina. And were um, you a redhead then? No, I was no. My hair had a lot of mahogany in it. It was I was a brunette with 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 mahogany overtones. Gotcha. <laughs> And uh, so um, I ran in, past the stage door, man. I, I ran into the wings, and I heard a voice in the darkness say, okay, everybody, last time through. And there were four groups, and I came out of the wings doing the combination. I learned to watch the combination. I learned the combination from the wing, and I just joined the group, the last group. So he he stopped. He came out from down, down, uh, down to the front of the orchestra pit and said, wait a minute, wait, wait, wait. Bob Fosse, we're talking who about. Who are you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where, where did you come from? And I explained, and he said, well, do you know the combination? I said, yes. So we started, and we danced it one time through, and we all lined up, and I got the job. Wow. Was, was a cigarette dangling from his mouth at the, the time? It was dangling from his mouth, and all the other girls were furious. They'd been there, you know, all this time. They'd been there for an hour and a half. And they were all, you know, with push-up bras and fishnet stockings and high heel shoes. And, and there I was, you know, 19, looking 12 in my footless tights and my flat shoes. And, and I think I, I love got it. the job not just for my dancing, but the fact that I actually had the chutzpah to, to, to appear out of the wings with the last group. You know, I think all, all that added up to, to, oh, my God, I, need, I have to have this girl kind of thing. If they oh 
oh my god, I need this job. Yeah. And it was so it was so funny. I think that if you put that scenario in a movie, it would be reviewed. This never could happen. This would. This is absolutely ridiculous. This wouldn't happen ever. You know, no nobody would ever do this. Nor would this happen that this person would get the job. But it's real. It's true. It's real life. Oh, I love that story. That's fantastic. <laughs> so did you always know that you were a choreographer, or how did that happen for you? I, I think that that's my calling. Yeah. Uh, I think that uh, although it was, you know, I, although it was the kind of dancer that uh, that choreographers called and said, will you do this? I mean, I'm doing this job. Will you do it? I'm, the only audition I ever did was the Bob Fosse audition. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, but I, I was choreographing in high school, and the first choreography I did was to poetry. Uh-huh. It wasn't to music. It was to words. And um, I think it's, I think it's, I, I don't believe that just because you dance, you're a choreographer, just because you dance, you're a teacher. I think that uh, it's, it's really something that is um, an aptitude that you, you know, Yes, you can learn a craft, but I think the instinct of it is an aptitude. Yeah, you def- I think it's a gene. It's definitely yeah. there. You've had some very interesting musical collaborators. I'm dying to hear what it was like working with Mike, uh, William Shatner. Oh, he was fabulous. <laughs> Talk about spoken voice, you know. Oh, it was so. It, he was. He's just so fabulous. Um, he, I think I was in Florida. And I was in the car listening to the, to the NPR, and uh, there was an interview with him, and it was around the time that his uh, CD has been came out. Mm-hmm. And they played some tracks, and, they, and he was talking about it, and how it was autobiographical, and uh, his work with Ben Folds, and it just I just was fascinated by it. So I went directly to at the time that Tower Records was still around. It was I think 2005 or so, and. Um, I asked, and this was the clincher, I walked in the store, and there was, you know, a young girl there, probably in her 20, 20-something, or even a teenager, and I said, do you have that CD, Has Been, William Shatner? And she went, oh, my God, I love that CD. And I thought, this is a hit. This, here's a young person who doesn't know anything about Captain Kirk, <laughs> who loves this CD. This is great. So I, was, I would play it for my friends, and I would say, I'm doing a ballet using this. And they would go, are you insane? Said, no, this is going to, I'm doing a ballet to this. CD. So I wrote, um, I didn't want to get in touch with William Shatner until I had a spot to do it. You know, I didn't want to call him out of the blue or get in touch and say, gee, I really would like to do a ballet with this, but I don't know where, and you know, I didn't want to. So now I had a place, and I had the dates for it, and um, so I contacted, uh, I found out who his agent was, and I wrote his agent a letter, and I sent off the letter in the mail, and I thought, you know, I'd hear from the agent and everything, so... You know, the, the letter probably arrived three, four days later. Three, four days later, the phone rings, and uh, someone said, uh, do, well, do you have time to speak to William Shatner? And I said, well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let me press record. Let me just, let me, let me, let me check my schedule. And, uh, <laughs> so, he gets, so, we, so we have this long conversation, and he says, I know who you are. And he said, I, I, I would just be thrilled if you, if, you know, if, if we did this. And um, so off we went. I chose seven of the songs off the CD. And uh, he came out to see it. He was thrilled, he and his wife. And it was a glorious little experience. He, um, he decided he wanted to do a documentary. He had footage from his recording sessions that he did in Nashville. I think they did them in Nashville. And um, he had someone film the ballet. And we did interviews, and we made it into a documentary. How fantastic. So for all time, you are in, yeah. uh, you're connected to William Link Shatner. To William Shatner. <laughs> <laughs> and, 
fabulous. He's so fabulous. He's just wonderful. You know, he's in his 80s now. And he, he I just, know. You know, he just, he, he doesn't waste any time. Mm. Like if, he, if it's interesting to him, he goes for it. What other uh, sort of off-the-cuff, unique projects are you working on these days? Uh, well, I'm always looking for, you know, new places to create things uh, and, and companies to work with. Um, mm. And uh, I love to work with the young new ones uh, and, you know, push them to, to places that they're not, <laughs> that they might want to go to in the future. You yeah, know? that's probably the most rewarding, I believe. Yeah, and I've had a wonderful time uh, going down to Dreyfus uh, School of the Arts. It's uh, a friend of mine, Jan Hannaford, who, was, who danced with the Joffrey and danced my ballets, um, is dean of dance there, and she invited me to come down and work with the children, and they are advanced. I mean, for when you think about, you know, how they are today and how they how teenagers were, you know, when I was a teenager. I mean, I was the most driven of all my friends, I and everybody else was fumbling around, and these kids are, like, driven, you know. I mean, they are disciplined and driven. I'm wondering, are you are you watching um, So You Think You Can Dance, The Next Generation? I haven't, I haven't watched it. I kind of fell off So You Think You Can Dance. I was very happy about it when it first started. Yeah. And I'll, and I'll tell you why, because any... I am I am for any exposure to dance that the public gets. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think it will it will help them and drive them maybe to come to a dance concert. You know, and uh, that contact was on Broadway, um, Susan Stroman's show. You know, I think it it encouraged people to maybe look look through the New York Times and see an advertisement and say, well, maybe I'll go to that dance concert. I liked that show that had dancing in it, so maybe I'll go see some a dance concert. You know. Right. Um, because it's so, people get so terrified of dance. I think it's it's really kind of um, I'm getting my soapbox about it because people say, "Oh, I don't understand." And I said, "Well, you don't have to understand anything. Just go, open your eyes, and look at the stage. You you just close your eyes and listen to music." What about uh, some Broadway stuff in the works? I know um, you know Cats is coming back, which is astounding to me. A few of my friends are in it, which is very exciting. Yes. <laughs> Um, you know, Broadway is a club, and I had I had my my time, uh, mm. and now there's now there's a new club. Gotcha. You know? Everybody, it's everybody's rotating around the same choreographers, and uh, you know that's the way it goes. Yeah. So I've never I haven't been approached in a long time to do anything on Broadway, although I have put myself out there from time to time. Gotcha. You have you're you're busy in your own right. <laughs> yes, and I do, and I and I love concert work. You know, I it's. It's interesting because when I left the Joffrey and I did O Calcutta and I did started to do uh, and, and and did Where's Charlie and Tell Joey and I thought that my, my my life as a choreographer would be in the theater and although it has been I'm always po- tra- attracted back to the concert world um, for my section of billboards at the Joffrey um, slide I edited Prince and he didn't mind. Prince, he was fine with the it. Prince, the Prince. He was fine with it. Aww. He was fine with it. He, I put together um, the song. I ran the songs together, and I put breathing in, and and one, and I want to melt with you. I shortened a little bit, uh, flipped the lyric. He was fine with it. He was absolutely fine with it. When was this? Now, just take me back a little uh, bit. Billboards was, I think, it premiered in '93. What What are some of your your fondest memories of him? I never got to meet him. No, we, I never got to meet him. We, we we communicated, but I never got to actually meet him. Oh. He was very elusive, and he he did I, he did go to see the piece. Yeah. 
and I believe it was in L.A. that he went to see it. Uh, I wasn't there that night, and but he didn't he didn't meet anybody. <clears throat> he came in in the dark after the lights went out, and he left before the valley was over so that nobody would see him. Uh, he was you know he was elusive. Yeah, he was he was painfully painfully shy. Yeah, yeah. Oh man! Wow, you've had some career, Margot. I have to, I have to like keep up with you here. <laughs> well, I'm so, I'm so excited for what's happening next for you, and thank you so much for joining me. And I want everyone to know that they can catch uh, Melissa Margot Muller Monte. I, I switched it around a little bit <laughs> at New York Live Arts through Saturday. Please come. Great, great. It's a wonderful, diverse evening, which I think is the most important thing, is that uh, all of us have our own voice, and, uh, and you know, we all speak loudly. <laughs> <laughs> wonderful. Thank you again, Margo. Thank you, Robin. Take care. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.